Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of the Monster Truck Podcast presented by AllMonster.com and sponsored by absolutely no one. However, we're always open for inquiries. Also, this is the most professional, unprofessional podcast in the world and I hope that you guys are enjoying your holidays. We decided to help you guys enjoy your holidays with another edition of this podcast and today it is focused on you guys. Questions, answers, we've got some of each. Dustin, I went through the YouTube comment section. Most of the time, that is a terrible endeavor to do on the internet. But for this, you guys, the Monster Chuck Nerd Nation, you came through. You asked some really insightful things, and it gives us a lot of uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of things we can talk about, a little more things to unpack out of the burrito, if you will. So I am ready. Are you ready to answer some user questions? Uh, I might be. I'm kind of just scrolling through Instagram right now, though. I'm being really unprofessional. Uh, there we go. See? Living up to the name already. So, uh, Levi Shonis, or Scones, I don't know how to pronounce your name, dude. You need to hit us on Twitter because you took pictures of burritos and slap wheelies. A plus, sir. Uh, pronounce your name for us. But uh, wants to know what our schedules are looking like for next year, and do we have any advice for people doing track crew for the first time? Now, we did respond to this on YouTube, but... I think this is a good question because a lot of people that eat, sleep, and breathe monster trucks may uh, listen to them as well on the Monster Truck Podcast. So for people that are doing club help for the first time, be ready for a long day, be rested, stay hydrated, and don't be scared to ask questions and be a sponge. Absorb as much knowledge as you can. You can say that about being a dirt club, dirt crew guy. You can say that to be a, a track guy, any of that sort of stuff, whether you're crewing or helping or doing any of that stuff, anything with, in, in regards to monster trucks. Sometimes you can get overexcited and talk too much. I do it a lot. But if you listen, if you learn, if you watch, if you follow directions, a lot of times things can happen very well for you. Yeah, I mean, for for us, you know, we were, you know, definitely monster truck dorks. It's, you know, something that we were very passionate about. We're not shy about it. Um, and, you know, we kind of carried that passion into just, you know, building bridges and, you know, carrying communication over with people that we saw regularly. You know, whether for yourself, it was, you know, when you're doing shows with Mark Schrader and eventually building that into a friendship and, you know, you turning wrenches on his truck from time to time to me becoming close friends with people like Carl Van Horn or the Anderson family or, the Sims family or, you know, people like Andrew Palachko who have now graduated to, you know, bigger roles within Monster Jam. You know, uh, a lot of it, in, you know, the old saying is it's not what you know, sometimes it's who you know. And being able to build those friendships, those connections over time, you know, yeah, it doesn't, it may not happen right away that you're able to get a, yourself into a position to kind of be somewhat involved within the industry. Uh, whether you're kind of low man on the totem pole like myself or, you know, eventually finding yourself in a driver's seat. Everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, Cody Sosier is, you know, one of those guys that has said more than once that he would go to shows and volunteer and help out in any way possible, sleep on the floor in the hotel room of somebody just so he could be there and make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, look at where it got him. You know, he's one of the most talented drivers in the sport today and, you know, one of the you know, rising stars and futures of the sport. Um, you know, you have to kind of just stay in kind of in connection and in contact with people and, and build those connections. And it starts simple. You know, there are guys that started out just being, you know, club help, like you were saying, and just volunteering at shows and are now, you know, 
graduated from being a tech official to being an event manager or, you know, running their own promotion or, you know, however, uh, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, you know, uh, you know, make an impression, albeit a good impression, um, you know, be willing to work hard because, you know, club help is not the most glamorous work in the world. There's a banner hanging and plastic wrangling and just, you know, it's not fun or it can be fun, but it is not the, it's, it's not a, how do I put this? If you're expecting, it's not slap if, if you're expecting, burritos. yeah, if you're expecting it to be just like on TV, it's not, it's, it's that simple. Really. If you, uh, there's a lot of hard work, that goes into what you end up seeing on TV. It's kind of a classic phrase a lot of people throw around, but they're not just throwing it around when they've seen it and they've done it. Uh, You know, for every two minutes that you get to run the truck in freestyle, there's, you know, hours and hours of preparation. Even just going over a truck after uh, a show where nothing has broken, even just prepping, maintaining, all that stuff, hours, hours to get things together. So... It's not something that you're doing for glory. It's not something that you're doing to be seen. There's a lot of hard work that goes into this. If you can get down there and uh, you, you end up putting in that work with people and showing that you're willing to do that stuff, then yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of respect to be earned before you're given it. And I think that if you're willing to do that and you understand that these are a lot of hardworking people that uh, get a lot of people coming at them and saying, hey, I want to be a monster truck driver or I want to do this or I want to do that. Everybody wants to. But not very many people can actually get in there, have the respect, have the understanding, and, and be willing to learn. You know, we were talking on the last podcast about guys like Brad Allen as well, Cody. The 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 name list of people that have tried is a lot, lot longer than the people that have made it all the way through to a driver's seat. It is not easy. And uh, you've got to understand that. Uh, you're not, you're not going to be club help at two shows and then get into a seat. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's the, the class. The classic question is, is, you know, how do I learn? How do I get to drive a monster truck? And as somebody that has managed social media for a number of the independent teams in the past, it ha- that question comes in at least every day to somebody's page. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, and I wish I had a solid answer for you. Hey, uh, yeah, definitely talk to this guy and magic. You know, you you pay a troll. And you rub the bear's belly, and boom! All of a sudden, hey, you're a monster truck driver. Uh, doesn't happen that way. Uh, for some people, it happens a little bit easier than others. Some people had to scratch and claw their way to to the position that they're in. Um, you know, it's you know, there's a there's a lot of different ways to it. There's no tried and true path, that's for sure. And you know, what maybe it would have worked five years ago doesn't work today. But there's a lot of the the industry itself is built off of the backs of a lot of people with a ton of dedication and commitment to making things happen. You look at some of the people that are in the driver's seat today that, you know, have have really dedicated a large chunk of their life and sacrificed a lot of different things to get into the position that they're at. Uh, a guy like BJ Johnson comes to mind that has been kind of a a journeyman, if you will, within the sport, you know, BJ spent a lot of times, you know, out on the road, whether he was driving for Paul Schaefer or some of the different independent operations out West to bouncing around to Bill Payne to, you know, eventually finding himself within Monster Jam and then spending an entire season or two as just a a crew guy, you know, turning wrenches for people like say Candace Jolly. 
I think he was one of the one of her crew chiefs at one time. And then, you know, eventually, you know, getting the opportunity to drive for the company. And now he is driving, you know, one of their premier brandings, you know, representing Gas Monkey Garage and, you know, the, the allure that comes with that. You know, there's a lot of time and dedication that went into BJ getting the position that he's at. And, you know, it's, you know, it, however many years and everything like that. But I'm, he's probably would be the first guy to tell you that it was all worth it to be where he's at right now. I mean, there were probably a lot of nights that were not so glamorous when he was running, you know, from show to show, you know, out west somewhere, you know, whether he was running the shattered truck or, you know, whoever's equipment back then or, you know, the the grueling, strenuous summers that you would do with the Schaefer operation going from show to show to show with, mm-hmm. you know, that camp, uh, you know. There's a there's a lot of lot of hours, a lot of grit, a lot of passion that goes into a lot of these people getting in the position that they're in. I'll say this just from a, a you know this is again from a couple of nerds that have have a little just a, even a little super microscopic niche of, of doing the timing systems now. Uh, for me, I was a crew guy for a little while for for uh, Monster Jam. Uh, as a result of you know building up some of these relationships, that was never really my my goal but i loved monster trucks and i was willing to do whatever it took to to get a little piece of the pie if you will uh, i got to see some of the belly of the beast at the time uh, i was owned by different different sort of operation different sort of way of than things were going now we used to drive between shows i remember doing uh you know a nice nice 40 hour council bluffs iowa to anaheim california trek you know uh in the rig doing all that sort of stuff those are the kind of things that you don't see and just even from getting those little bits of experience and those little bits of things you gain a lot of respect for all of the hard work that everybody does uh, i don't care if you are the the newest freshest crew guy on the newest freshest inexperienced team you're you're a part of the business and everybody can get somewhere with a little bit of hard work and a little bit of uh time put into it but you're never a superstar. What I can't stand when I see, uh, you know, when I go to a show or whatever is, you know, whether it's a driver or a crew person or anybody that's involved with the show thinking that they made it. Nobody acts like they make it in the industry and then continues to have success. If they get this superstar attitude to them, then a lot of people get turned off by that. So that's, that's what I would say is don't think that just because you knocked a couple tires off of a truck after a show that you made it and that you're important. You know, everybody's important, but not because they're they're a star. They're important because they're helping the show, and that's the big thing to remember. Yeah, and you know, and just you know, even if you get to you know, even you know, a, a role as a driver, the hard work doesn't just stop there. I mean, look at a guy like Jimmy Creighton and all the years that he has put in behind the wheel. You know, that's one of the hardest working guys in the business. He's constantly, constantly running. You know, they don't spend a lot of time at home. He's constantly working, constantly putting together shows or working on the truck and, you know, running an operation. Uh, you know, there are guys that, you know, that know just how grueling that experience is. You can ask any number of the drivers that have gone through the, the Cretan camp at how grueling things can be. And I'll tell you, yeah, there are some nights where you're doing the overnight drive after a show to get to another show the next day you get just enough time to pull the truck out of the trailer go over it real quick tire it up and then the next thing you know you're at a pit party and you're right in the midst of another show i did 33 hours straight one time uh and that's nothing compared to what some of these guys do but that's just coming like i said from a 
from a person that's done a little bit, a very microscopic, unimportant little bit, you know, be humble and all that stuff. We, you know, I did 33 hours straight and it was some combination of displays and tiring up and tiring down and getting stuff together and pit party and something broke and got to fix it and all that stuff. And, uh, be prepared. You got to be ready. Get your rest in before first quarter, which is what we're going to uh, kind of shift focus to here. Uh, Kirk Nagy is always in uh, in the comments section. Really well thought out. Really really great comments. Just wanted to shout you out, man. We really appreciate those. And a lot of times Dustin's in here responding. I'll, I'll hop in there every once in a while. But uh, he brought up several several things I wanted to just touch on. Uh, sad to see Mac Plecker and, and company sell possibly get out of the business. Uh, like Dustin said, it. You know, anytime you saw Mac and Liz, you were sure to smile. Uh, of course, their relation to the Haney's, who are also out of the business now. Uh, any of that stuff is is really great to see. Great career, and uh, I hope that they get to, uh, like you said, you know, put in a lot of hard work. Now it's time to relax a little bit. Hopefully, that'll work out well. Uh, mentioned uh, the Garner, uh, you know, Deidre Ballard and uh, Jeremy Hosman improving. Also seeing Chris Kohler. We're talking about work. Uh, hey, it's been cool seeing Chris Kohler, Jim Kohler's son, around some of these shows. Got a little seat time this summer, and uh, hey, that's a guy that hasn't directed into the business and is and is working really hard and and learning things. Uh, I remember also seeing inside stuff on Ryan Anderson being Adam's crew guy when he was in Taz for a little while. They had those dudes dragging their butts around the night after Adam tore up a bunch of stuff, putting shocks on trucks and stuff. It doesn't just extend to okay, this is a family thing. You're in. Here you go. Here's your here's your driver's gloves and your you know all that stuff. Uh, everybody's got to work hard. So, uh, great points, man. Not really a focused deal, but uh, I think I think he brings up some really cool stuff of, as far as that. It was sad to see the Soaring Eagle show not get renewed too. So uh, you could probably shed some more light on that. Definitely. Uh, good luck at your shows in Detroit, Saginaw, and Toledo, Kirk. Yeah, you know, uh, losing the the Soaring Eagle show this past year was a massive disappointment. Um, you know, for those that aren't aware, the event that we're talking about is the the Monster Truck Madness events that had taken place at Soaring Eagle Casino in um, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, that was put together by the folks at the casino as well as Monster Truck Throwdown. Uh, if you haven't seen anything from these events, you need to get out from underneath of a rock. Uh, go to YouTube, head up Monster Truck Throwdown, check out the Inside Throwdown Volume 1. I believe that's the full 2015 event. I helped contribute some of the uh, the filming to that. Well, the majority of it, though, came from the likes of Kyle Carr, Andrew Pellegrini, DJ Geisen. Uh, it was really one of the coolest things that I was a part of. So much uh, media talent. So much media talent in that group of names. Uh, but, you know, they were really high-level premier events. Um as far as the independent world is concerned, uh, really some of the top level independents, crazy racing courses, crazy insane freestyles, you know, events that were really kind of pushing the envelope in terms of uh, the independent side of the world. Uh, you know, aside from, you know, a couple other events like, say, a, um, a Charlotte, uh, the, the dirt track at Charlotte event, the back to school bash that, you know, we've covered several times in the past. Um, Virginia Beach and maybe Bristol and you know maybe a couple of other events to kind of fit the mold. Uh, Edmonton for Monster Truck Throwdown is starting to kind of become that as some events that kind of uh, are are setting the mold, if you will, for what is the premier of the independent side of the industry. Boy, you better um, say Joliet, Illinois. Well, yeah, Joliet in the past and it had been and now is kind of returning to that kind of luster, if you will, 
uh, with the the Monster Mayhem events that Route 66 Raceway and Monster Truck Throwdown are putting together. You know, that's starting to kind of get back to the way that it used to be because Joliet used to be, you know, one of those pinnacle stops for the independent side of the world. You know, some really fantastic events took place there. I know you saw many of them. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you make a great point. I love seeing... Uh, the, for lack of better words, the independent luster shows, as you call them. Uh, I love seeing that because it, it's it's another way to keep your seat warm, your right foot warm. And uh, again, you know, if you're not on the Monster Jam Europe tour, if you're not on some of that stuff, we're seeing more of a trend towards some, you know, eventually some inklings, I think, of some year-round monster trucks. We always get excited for first quarter, but now there's a little more extension. We're seeing more shows in April and May and stuff like that. I love it. I think everybody wants more monster trucks, and I think the fact that the season is a little longer in some regards, there's more information available, more places, more venues, more stuff. Uh, those are all good things. I can't wait to see another Joliet. I can't wait to see another uh, Ontario show. I can't wait to see all that stuff. There's there's good quality stuff happening all over the monster truck industry, and uh, I'll be the sunshine for the gloom and doom out there. I know there's a lot of great things going on, and I'm excited to see all of it everywhere. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I would love to see happen, you know, in the future, uh, I think there is some opportunity out there for the independent side of the industry to, you know, kind of grow um, and you know put together some bigger events because, you know, Monster Jam definitely has their own little world with with the stadiums and with the arenas and they're growing international enterprises. Uh, there was just a Forbes article put out the other day about monster jam and it's growing, you know, international empire, and the potential for, you know, further expansion into South America, further expansion into Southeast Asia and China, further expansion into Australia, further expansion into the middle East, you know, things that I don't think anybody ever really saw monster trucks doing. And yeah. it really is truly becoming a global thing. And monster jam, you know, is, untouchable in that regard and that it's i don't think anybody really has the capital to compete on that level in terms of a you know another promotion to be able to to bring things to the stadium level to that to that you know size that that monster jam is at but on the independent side i think there is some wiggle room if you will to put together some more events maybe in the future that are like a mount pleasant or like a back to school bash in charlotte um you know we saw some things like that you know kind of start to foster themselves you know, roughly 10 years ago with MLMT and, you know, there was, there was God, massive potential there. We are so freaking old. That's yeah, it's like that Matt years. Damon gif where every, where all of a sudden he just ages like really fast. I don't know what the movie it's from, but I just oh. see that gif on the internet and it's gif kids. I don't care what the guy says. If it says it's pronounced <laughs> like gif, it's gif. It starts with a G. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Josh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, dude, it's hard to look back and say, hey, 10 years ago, you know, we were seeing what we thought possibly could be, you know, the other future, if you will. Yeah. You know, obviously Monster Jam was doing great at that time and has continued to do great. I mean, we're here 10 years later and Monster Jam's as big as it's ever been. But on the independent side, you know, we were looking at possibly having that as as the summertime fun, if you will. The MLMT world looked very promising. You know, we saw these events with, Really spectacular lineup, spectacular the spectacular layouts, you know, at these huge, you know, motorsports facilities, whether they were NASCAR tracks or drag racing facilities or large scale dirt tracks with, you know, NASCAR relation, um, you know, 
there was definitely massive potential there, but you know, one reason or another, and things we won't get into in terms of the politics and the inner workings of things, uh, you know, hearsay things. It sounds like you know, possibly bit off too too much, more than they could chew a little bit too soon, and things kind of folded, you know, very quickly. It was you know, sometimes stars burn a little bit too brightly too fast, and uh, that one kind of imploded right away. Yeah, and you know, there was so much potential there, and you know. Now that it's been 10 years, maybe there's some potential for a slow buildup and people can learn from the mistakes of the past and how to possibly foster things and grow things into something a little bit bigger. I don't know if we're ever going to see, you know, a full scale series like what MLMT had in mind, but, you know. You don't start there. That's the point. And you and I have had a lot of conversations about this and want to bring it to the podcast too, because I think, I think with, with a few a few views of different shows and different formats and knowing, knowing your history for lack of better terms. Uh, I think that if you were to tell me, okay, uh, you are now a monster truck promoter and you have the opportunity to do 10 stadium shows and hope they make you a bunch of money so that you can come back from a second season, or you could do three arena shows and one stadium show. And those three arena shows will make sure that you break even and you could guarantee to come back for the second season. There are no guarantees. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I would pick the the second option there. I, you know, the slow build, build your brand, build your name. Don't come out here and say, "Hey guys, we're gonna do the greatest thing ever. We're gonna go head to head with everybody out there, and it's gonna be the greatest thing in the world." Uh, there, you, you, we've heard that before. We've seen that before. We've seen how it works out. We know the end of this story. You need to build some equity. You need to build some capital. You need to build some of that stuff. And my monster truck and my monster truck promotion does not exist. But that's just how I, I feel after having seen this sort of cycle repeat for years and years. Uh, I think that that if there is a desire and some logic and some background of monster trucks and of how everything works, there are enough people that either have gotten out of the industry or will be done with the industry that I, I think you need consultants. I think you need people, uh, you, you need people with money. You need people with time and you need people with time and money. And then on top of that, you need time, money, and then experience. You need some people to say, Hey, look, you know, you, you need to do this at a show to have it be a success. And, and it, it, it's such a huge undertaking that one person can't do this. Uh, we were just talking about track help and all that stuff at the, the start of the show. Uh, it is a massive undertaking. It needs to be a slow build, in my opinion, for for something to materialize that is a long-term thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I growing up, you know, we were, you know, tough tracks dorks or pendadorks or, you know, whatever. You know, and I think we've kind of all have, you know, the those of us that have been long-term fans of it have kind of longed for, you know, that long, you know, grueling championship with, you know, storylines and plots, you know, developing and everything like that. And, you know, while I genuinely appreciate what Monster Jam, Monster Jam has brought forth, you know, with their with their points and, you know, kind of bringing things back to the roots a little bit, the season's too short for really too many rivalries to develop. And they're spread so wide that, you know, it's hard to make storylines happen, connect and connect when, 
you can't guarantee the same lineup for 20 plus weekends or whatever to be a part of a, a long championship. And, you know, that's kind of a victim of their own success and that the brand has gotten so huge that they're able to have four and five different stadium events happening on the same weekend. And, you know, it, that's a, it's a testament to the massive success that they've gotten. I think maybe, you know, on a different end of the scale, you know, we could see maybe something in the independent world, um, possibly develop to where, you know, maybe someday in the future, I don't see it happening right away, but I truly would love to see something to where, you know, you could have, you know, a 20 week long, you know, series, whether it's in a row or spread out across the year, however, but, you know, 20 weekends or so consistent, you know, consistency a lot across the lineup, you know, where it's mostly the same trucks every weekend, you know, battling it out for a championship, but, you know, whether that comes from, you know, something that's already existing within, you know, the current status of the, the monster truck world or possibly, you know, some new faces and names coming in to kind of bring something together fresh. I don't know what it would be, but, you know, I think that's been the kind of a long dream for a, a lot of us is, you know, not to take away anything from what Monster Jam does. They truly have put together a fantastic product. But, you know, I, I think there is room for there to be different shows not everything has to be a monster jam clone in order to be successful i think there is room for uh, a, a different product if you will to yeah. uh to grow and and be its own entity and be successful as well maybe not to the scale that what they're doing but something that you know can appeal to more of the diehard motorsport fans i guess you could say of the monster truck world 100 percent uh samson mt fan came through with a nice comment seeing a lot of these on the channel as well, so we appreciate that, man. Uh, says, on the next episode, you guys should talk about some of the newer drivers, Colette Davis, Brandon Vincent, etc., and how you think they're developing as drivers, since they've already done events this fall. Just like we were talking about, do you think them having run a few fall shows will give them an advantage going into the first quarter? Uh, do you think we could see a fall point series tour develop in the future? We already covered that part of it. Uh, but newer faces, getting their feet wet, all that sort of thing. He also asked a question about Steve Sims' Steven Sims, uh, but I believe that uh, he is still going to be in Mutant this first quarter, or is he actually out of a seat, Dustin? Uh, you know, I haven't seen his name pop up on first quarter lineups, uh, and to be honest with you, I, I don't really know what the answer is with Steven Sims's future. Um, Steven, I think, has proven himself to be a wildly entertaining driver. Mm -hmm. Um maybe goes a little bit too hard too soon sometimes he's definitely been guilty of that in the past but uh somebody that is always fun to watch drive um there's definitely flashes of brilliance right there it's one of those you just kind of have to hone in that raw talent a little bit um it, it was very frustrating to see that he wasn't in a truck last year during first quarter um and it would be a shame to not have him in a truck during first quarter, but, you know, Monster Jam has shown some level of commitment in having him, you know, pilot one of the mutant trucks over the summer and into the fall mm -hmm. and have him a part of some of the international events that took place this year, whether it was, you know, the first ever event in, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, to uh, I believe he was in Madrid and uh, Lyon, France, you know, over the summer with some of the European shows. Um you know, I've known Steven now for quite a while. I think probably going back to when he was like eight or nine years old um, and to see where he's at now and, you know, become the level of driver that he is, is, is really impressive. Um, I would love to get to see him, you know, active in first quarter, but I don't know what the plans are for Monster Jam as far as, you know, 
Steven, you know, perhaps maybe he's just going to be, you know, the, 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 uh, the top level fill in guy if they need him during first quarter and then, you know, have him reserved for, for international events. You know, we've seen some drivers kind of not be full-time drivers, if you will, in getting some international seat time, you know, Chad Tingler comes to mind. He's been, been a part of some of the international shows this year and, you know, he's no longer kind of a full-time role, but is still kind of an advisor to some of the younger drivers. I believe he was following around the, the triple threat central tour last year as kind of a, a, an advisor and, you know, feeding info to some of the newer faces that are still kind of cutting their teeth. Um, but, you know, Steven's got great talent. I'd love to see him back behind the wheel during first quarter. I think it's, I, I, I don't know what to expect if he's not already on lineups right now. I don't really, I don't know if they're holding anything back to announce, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It, you know, if he's not in a truck during first quarter, I believe there's some possibility of some international stuff happening during the course of first quarter that, you know, perhaps he'll be called in for, you know, as well as some of the other names that we haven't seen quite as much of, or maybe not full-time drivers, you know, be brought in to fill some of those roles. Definitely. Uh, Other names that he touched on, uh, Colette Davis, Vernon Vincent, uh, a lot of new names, a lot of new people being funneled through now. What is, Pretty much, I would say, the Monster Jam system. Going through the Monster Jam University or having a motorsports background or a crew background. Good to see Vincent get a seat. Of course, he's uh, put in the time, just like we were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, working on Ryan Anderson's truck. Seeing him do the work. Now he gets a seat in Digger. Uh, of course, we get to see Colette Davis as well. Made it an outstanding debut by all accounts. Was going toe-to-toe with Pablo Huffaker in, uh, in Toledo. Her very first show. Uh, really cool to see that. Uh, seeing the development of a lot of people posting images, posting videos, posting stuff for Monster Jam University. So you know some people are getting some seat time, uh, which is one of the things that you were mentioning, uh, Samson MT fan there in the uh, in the comments. I, I think any time that you get seat time, it's definitely an advantage heading into the first quarter. Driving a monster truck, as I was telling you guys, I got a very little bit of time. I got to drive a truck from the pits to the pit party down a tunnel, park it, and then back it out and drive it back up into the tunnel and park it again. And it is hard. You cannot just hop in a seat and go drive. It is very hard. It is one of the most difficult things. If you think it's like your daily driver, you're wrong. If you think it's easy, you're wrong. Uh, so these new faces, this fresh blood, they can get as much seat time as they want. Uh, that is an outstanding thing now. Didn't used to have a Monster Jam University. So I think anytime you get seat time, it's great. We used to say that that was the the thing that you could do in Europe. Now there's Europe and Monster Jam University. So I think that's all wins. It's all good things. Uh, seeing the the people that have worked on the trucks and drive them now, like Vincent, that's outstanding to me. I have a soft spot for that. Uh, seeing people that come over from other places, like Colette Davis, uh, that's outstanding too. Because I like seeing crossover. I you know some people might be on the fence about that, but I like seeing people that have a motorsports background come in, and there's some outside influence. You were talking about Mikey Vodders. Of course, Mikey has a name in the industry of, of his father, but he was big into freestyle motocross before he came to the monster truck side of things and started driving. And there's some influence there. You can see how he uh, maneuvers the weight of the truck around. You can transfer weight from front to back, side to side, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, got a truck that can do that. So there's just a ton of outside influence from people like Colette Davis, from we saw Damon Bradshaw back in the day, Lots of people that have driven things with engines forever. Lots of people that have worked on things with engines forever coming in. Uh, 
These are all good things, and I think it gives us a better product at the end of the day. But I think uh, developing these talents, got to go and, and keep running that Monster Jam University like crazy, even though it probably doesn't make much money. <laughs> There's a lot of expenses in just firing up a monster truck and running it around uh, Monster Jam University for a little while. So that's something you can't forget. That's an investment that Monster Jam is making literally and physically into the talent that they bring there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned Colette Davis, you know, kind of coming out and being able to compete right away and be very competitive right out the gate. You know, uh, I think, you know, definitely her prior motorsports experience comes into effect there and, you know, being comfortable in handling vehicles in, you know, different scenarios than what you're dealing with, you know, just driving your car around town. Um, you know, her background being with drifting and rallycross and everything like that. She's used to high horsepower. She used to be in sideways adjusting to different levels of grip, you know, with rallycross, you're dealing with the jumping aspect, which, you know, some other, you know, forms of motorsports you don't have, you know, if you're circle track racing, if you're getting airtime, you're having a bad time, uh, you know, but with rallycross, it's, you know, it's in every race, you know, with what she was doing with GRC. So, um, you know, she's gotten used to handling a vehicle and adapting to how, you know, a different vehicle, you know, drives and, you know, different surfaces, whether you're going from asphalt to dirt to concrete to sand or whatever. Um, you know, she's got a lot of experience under her belt and motorsports wise, you know, and she's a she's a cool personality in that, you know, she's she's young face. She's bringing a different attitude to the, the table, you know, with all of her motorsports experience. She's kind of a hands on gal and. Uh, she's got a YouTube series right now. She's kind of going through and building her dream car, if you will, you know, drift, drift mobile. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about Brandon before, you know, coming in as a, you know, long-term crew guy and getting his shot. Finally, um, you know, haven't gotten a chance to really watch anything of Brandon driving. I know he did get to do one show here before, uh, going into first quarter and, you know, he's also cut his teeth out at monster jam university. You know, they've, obviously got some some confidence in him putting him in a grave digger right off the bat you know um and that's a that's a tough thing to do you know you can ask any of the guys that have jumped right into it and they'll tell you that it's a lot it's kind of intimidating with a lot of expectations on your shoulders to jump in and drive a grave digger right off the bat um we saw know, that last the, year you you've touched on this i i hate to cut you off uh we saw that last year with kristen anderson again you know we were talking about mikey vodder's having a name of course the anderson name is a thing uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. You know, no, nothing to taken away from Colette Davis. Uh, El Toro Loco isn't Grave Digger. And the, when, you're, when you're talking the biggest name in the sport, I still don't agree with putting a first-year driver in any sort of Grave Digger. Uh, if, you're, if you're, that's what's on the program and that's what's on the front page, you are putting them in a very, very tough situation. I do not envy what Kristen Anderson had to go through last year when you are you are not only new to this as far as seat time but you're you're competing against a ton of people that have twice three four 20 times as much experience and expected to spank them expected to win expected to be that top thing right away there's no there's no get your teeth wet or get your teeth cut get your feet wet get all that stuff you know what you might get your teeth wet too uh, but there's no easing into it and that's a, just a tough spot. And and Vincent's in that right now. We've seen it with several people, varying degrees of success, and and but just no choice but to go for the win from the first show. That's tough, man. Yeah, well, and you know, I and I look at say you know a name that I be honest with you, totally ignorant of, 
Haley Guiley, you know, I know of her, you know, just from looking around and saying, okay, so she's a fitness model and this and that and the other. No idea what her motorsports background is. I don't know if she even has a motorsports background, admitting complete ignorance here. But, um, you know, she's getting put in the position of driving a Scooby-Doo, which is a very popular name, obviously, uh, you know, in a big stadium tour and going up against the likes of Ryan Anderson, Randy Brown, John Zimmer, Mikey Vodders, Jimmy, or, uh, you know, uh, Leo Donald, you know, there's some tough competition right there off the bat. Um, you know, even BJ Johnson, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talent on that tour and, you know, you're driving a premier name, if you will, um, you know, in such a big environment, that's, it's gotta be a little bit intimidating. Um, you know, but again, I guess there has to be some sort of vote of confidence in that, you know, in her ability and that they're putting her in, you know, that level of a truck right off the bat. Yeah, I, I do not envy that. A uh, lot of pressure. A lot of stuff to think about if you're a driver. If you're that if you're that person, you know, uh, I we talked about this on uh, on when Sean Duhon was our guest on the podcast that you know, he he had his one of his first shows in Kansas City and I made sure because of what we just talked about, you know, that this guy's under a lot of pressure, he's being thrown in the mix, learning as he goes, trying to just do his very best, worked hard for it. Finally, he's got a shot and he's just expected to immediately perform. Uh, the next time that you see your favorite driver or a new driver out there, give him a pat on the back. Talk to him during the autograph line. Say, hey, you know, you did a good job. Hang in there. Whatever it may be. Good, bad, or indifferent as far as their performance. Uh, these people deserve your support. They deserve to know that, uh, you know, things get better as you go on. Uh, it's a tough spot. It's very, very difficult. Can't emphasize that enough. Uh, but uh, moving away from a little bit of uh, this serious stuff, uh, what are you most looking forward to in first quarter? A lot of people are, are talking in the comments about the TV tours and how that's going to be broken up. It might be a little different this year. We're not really sure about 2018 TV plans and things like that. Uh, so what is what is if you could boil it down to one thing or maybe a couple of things uh, to kind of put a nice bow on this list, you got the Instagram and the Twitter up uh what are you most looking forward to in 2018 for Monster Trucks? Um, you know, just seeing what is, you know, what's going to come. Uh, you know, every year there's always, you know, tons of questions going into the season as to, you know, what our expectations are going to be. There's going to be some very interesting, you know, battles on these tours. Um, I don't know if it's going to be quite the same level of intensity as last year with some of these stadium tours, Welcome. you know, having arenas mixed in and you're going to be missing some of the independents on their shows. But, um, you know, while they're going head to head in these stadium battles or, you know, for the dedicated arena tours, you know, there's some interesting battles that take place there. You know, we, we talked about it before with, with, you know, the one tour that has Colton Eichelberger, Tyler Meninga and, you know, Barry Massauer and others, you know, there's some very interesting battles there, but then you have some other tours that have got the likes of, say, uh, Cynthia Gauthier and Camden Murphy and Tristan England and others that are, you know, very talented, very capable drivers, but they're all still very fresh faces, if you will, within this. And, you know, they've got their own opportunity to kind of have their own battles within, uh, you know, within that tour to, you know, shake things out and possibly, you know, sneak their way into the world finals. Um Myself, I don't know if there's really any one thing that I'm looking forward to, you know, throughout the first quarter. Um, I could say, you know, highlights would definitely be getting to, you know, reunite with some good friends and, you know, be able to, to you know, 
build some fantastic memories. You know, I always enjoy getting to hang out with my boy Ryan Lacoste. And, uh, you know, shout out to Ryan. He's getting, he just announced that he's back as the host of Monster Jam on FS1. And uh, I don't think it gets enough appreciation. I know it is very difficult. You know, we were talking about unenviable positions. It's unenviable to follow up Scott Douglas as the host of Monster Jam. The dude was the voice of Monster Jam for how many years? And so, yeah, it's not an easy thing to follow up and, you know, kind of have to fill that void, if you will. Um, But... For anybody out there that doesn't already know, Ryan Lacoste is a true monster truck dork. (laughs) Ryan Lacoste and I have been up at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning talking monster truck stuff like, you know, anybody else. Like you guys might do at home talking to your buddies that are also fellow monster truck dorks. Um, You know, Ryan is deeply passionate about this stuff and really does care a, a lot. You know, he's a guy that was... Going to shows when he was a little kid, his dad took him to the show and he got to meet Charlie Pauk and he has a signed ticket from Rosemont Horizon of, you know, Charlie Pauk and uh, he's got all kinds of old pictures, you know, used to go to, uh, you know, all the events close to home, you know, he's somebody that is deeply passionate about it and it is very cool to see that he's being brought in to, to follow up, you know, a legend and Douglas is probably going to cringe when he hears me call him a legend, but listen, uh, listen. Like we told you at the start of this thing, if you put in the work, you get that status. No question. Yeah. But but and seeing Lacoste come back and and do this, uh, that's outstanding, man. I, I love seeing people that have the passion, that put the work in, that did all this stuff and didn't expect anything back, get something back. And that's that's Ryan in a nutshell. If you listen to his stuff, I I remember telling you when the the uh, season recap came out before the World Finals and Lacoste was voicing it over along with Tom Mintz. He did an outstanding job. Outstanding job. And let's be honest, there have been some people that have come through some of these roles, whether it be commentary or a pit reporter or whatever the case may be, did not do a good job. Did not see the passion come across. Did not have that. Uh, So it's great to see that uh, be rewarded and have him come back. And Ryan, you need to come on the podcast, man. If you're up till 2.30 talking with Dustin, I know we'll get along, man. Let's do this thing. Let's nerd out. We'll have a... We'll have a seven-hour-long monster truck extravaganza taking us from TNT through Penda, through MLMT, and now through Monster Jam and Monster Truck Throwdown. Let's do it, man. Come on. Yeah, you know, Lacoste is definitely one of those guys that, you know, he can definitely hold his own with his his monster truck nerdiness, uh, you know, but, you know, he's he's also got that ability to kind of be uh, likable and presentable to to a wide audience and, uh, you know, genuinely a fun dude to be around – you know, always cracking jokes, having fun. You know, if you're not smiling and laughing when you're around him, then you're not doing something right. Uh, so excited to get to get to hang out with my boy Lacoste. Uh, Stadium Tour One is going to be uh, a plenty of fun to watch this year. So many interesting battles that are going to take place there. Um, you know, there's a big target on Todd Duke's back coming in as you know the the reigning FS1 West Championship with a number of the same people uh, coming back to kind of go after him and try and take that title away from him. Um, a lot of great people on that tour also, you know, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm excited to see Jester, Matt Pagliarulo, um, you know, on a, on a real big stage uh, with that lineup. Um, Matt's a super awesome guy. You know, we're talking about, again, you know, monster truck dorks, 
Matt Pagliarulo is definitely a monster truck dork. Um, <laughs> dude has been a super long time fan. The whole family is super passionate about monster trucks. Uh, they are in it 110%. Everybody works on that truck in that family. Um, hey, know, Justin's even got jokes, man. That's that's a great dude to follow on Instagram, man. You want to see passion for the sport and just a good attitude, a good sense of humor about how things go and just loving everything about monster trucks, living the dream or joking about the stuff that isn't as good. That's, that's a great follow. That's a dude that you can get behind, uh, definitely. If you're not following Matt, man, go go give that dude a follow on Instagram and uh, and support that team. That's a great one uh, to highlight, man. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's. I mean, just to show. give you an idea of you know the level of passion that they come with, you know, they've been double down ticket holders for a long time at the World Finals in Vegas, and you know, as soon as Matt was done with with the double down showdown, you know, the next two nights he was right there with his family in their usual spot you know excited and ready to watch the show they're as big of fans as anybody and you know super passionate about all of this stuff so for them you know it's really cool to see somebody like matt you know starting to build his own fan following and building you know his own his own legend if you will um and come into his own as a driver you know he's a lot of fun to watch he does his own thing you know he's definitely all about some big air he likes some big wheelies um, you know, he's finding his own and, you know, he's somebody that really, really is, uh, connected and grounded, if you will. He, he knows where he came from because he's still that guy. He's still willing to just go in and sit in the stands. Uh, he was at English town in New Jersey, uh, back in September, the end of September, that same weekend, monster truck throwdown was a few hours South at uh, Bridgeport speedway and they didn't have a Sunday show. So they were like, all right, well, Hey. Let's go check out the Throwdown Show. Let's, you know, we're monster truck guys. We want to go see what's happening. We're going to go see our buddies. We want to go and support and, and you know, if we can, we'll help out with some guys too. You know, and they, when Greg Wichenbach needed some help getting the crush station loaded in the trailer after a blown motor, those guys were jumping in and helping out. Um, you know, they are super passionate about it, and that's, uh, you know, those are the people that I really love getting to see throughout the year. You know, in first quarter, so. Uh, you know, it's awesome to see them. I get to see Jim Kohler, uh, you know, every weekend, and that's always awesome. I've been really spoiled with that over the last few years. Yep. And uh, to have that again, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, looking at all this and, and thinking about what what brings us together as far as this stuff, the, the idea of this whole podcast was to share the passion, share the excitement, share the dorkiness for Monster Trucks and uh, – you know, I'm most excited about going to these couple of shows that I'm going to be at and uh, just reconnecting with old friends and seeing the progression of some of the newer faces in the sport. And then, uh, you know, we'll have the whole range. You know, we'll have everybody uh, from the newest rookie to the, the Charlie Pockets, the Tom Menses. And uh, I'm really excited about just seeing everybody come along, getting some pictures, sharing the passion. And uh, that's what it's really all about. Um to be able to give you guys one thing, I knew Dustin wasn't going to be able to do that. It was a loaded question, dude. Sorry. Um, it's the same for me. Uh, honestly, I can't wait to see uh, Chucky drive again. Uh, I worked on his trucks. I didn't do a good job. I did my best. Uh, but, you know, being able to see him again, being able to see Mark Schrader again, being able to see and uh, maybe say, hey, you know, uh, Jamie, I know I know you don't know me and I, I'm weird, but I know this guy named Dustin. And they'll go, oh, Dustin. Yeah, it's like, you know, you, 
that's the cool thing is they'll go oh you know dustin cool dustin knows what's up like let me tell you about what we're what we're doing what we're working on and you know you're cool you know there's a there's a whole aspect of that that i that i just love it's like you know you're a nerd i'm a nerd let's nerd and and do it over some monster trucks i love the whole thing yeah you know i kind of liken you know the the downtime right now to almost being like the awkwardness at the tail end of summer break when you're in school and that you've been away from everything for a while and maybe you don't see some of your friends over summer break when you were in school and you're starting to run out of things to do in the summertime and while you don't really like some aspects of having to go back to school at least you can just see all your buddies again <laughs> and uh you know for first quarter like yeah i'm totally excited for first quarter but the the airport grind the travel sometimes you know that gets old occasionally you know you got to pump yourself full of vitamins just to make sure you're not getting sick because you're going through airports with 10 million people and you know the the 6 a.m wake-ups the getting back home at two o'clock in the morning and it gets rough i shouldn't complain too much because it's a truly awesome position to be in but that's the thing it, it, it's not the most glamorous thing in the world sometimes when you got some dude spilled over into your seat and is snoring on you at six o'clock in the morning. And occasionally don't... I am that dude that spilled over into your seat snoring at six o'clock in the morning. I was going to say, guys, don't be that guy. I'm sure we have before. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, that's the beauty of it, man. I can't wait for 2018 monster truck season. Uh, if you guys know of any other shows I should check out on the West coast then feel free, uh, hit me up. I'm happy to come out there give thoughts, go out there and, just enjoy some monster trucks with you guys. And uh, again, if there's anybody out there uh, in the monster truck industry who wants to get on these podcasts, then we're always down to talk shop and, and have some good fun with monster trucks. Let people have their, their uh, 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents, even a dollar worth of input on, on whatever they'd like to discuss. So we're going to try to get some more uh, guests. It's tough during this time of the year, like we said. Uh, but we have, we have some people in mind, and I'm excited for the future. And I appreciate everybody leaving comments, tweets. Instagram messages, the whole nine yards. Uh, you guys are great, and uh, it's always exciting to run there and uh, run down all the shows and do this stuff for you guys.